This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today's guests on Valley Views are from Custer County School District. We've got Christy Barnes, fifth grade teacher, and Brian Bills, PE and health teacher, and also the substance abuse grant coordinator. Both of them have just finished their first year. Folks, welcome to the program. Thanks for, Thanks having, for us. having us. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Uh, let me get a bit of a backstory and why Westcliff. Brian, how did you get here? How long have you lived here? I've lived here one year, kind of knew about it, grew up in the Springs and taught in Montana for the past five years and wanted to come back home. So found a cool PE job down here and I'm happy to be back home. Good. And Christy, how about you? I think I found Westcliff because I married into a family that has lived here for over 20 years. And my husband's mom and dad were living in the area and kind of getting up in age. And one day he says to me, hey, I think we should move to Westcliff. And I said, all right. Didn't even have to think about it. And he said, well, why is that? And I said, well, they need teachers and they're going to hire me. (laughs) That's excellent. So there's a thousand jobs out there. What led you both to school and teaching, uh, Brian? Well, my mom's a teacher, so that kind of helped kind of lead me there. Um, I tried dietitian route and thought what a good way to keep people from going into the hospital and catching them kind of before, teaching them how to be healthy, how to exercise, how to eat right. So I thought the preventative side, catching them before that was better than catching them in the hospital. Okay. What, what about you, Christy? What drew you to the schools? Um, both my mother and father were both teachers. My father taught history and my mother taught health and PE. And um, I used to play school and take home worksheets. And I don't ever think that I saw myself doing anything else besides becoming a teacher. I knew what university I wanted to go to as a little girl. And I told my parents, I'm going to go to Pacific Lutheran University and I'm going to become a teacher. And well, that's what I did. And before this year, where were you teaching? I was teaching in Washington State. I actually was an educator there for 30 years in a town called Puyallup. And I thought that I would finish my teaching career in Washington State. But like I said, my family and my husband brought me here, and um, I don't regret it at all. And how does Custer County School District compare to the places you've taught before? So it's very similar to my last school, very small community. We're actually bigger here in Westcliff than my last community. So <laughs> You don't um, hear that often. Yeah, no. a little surprising, but no, I, I like the small communities. It's everyone knows each other and great kids. So it compares in that sense, but also Colorado's different than Montana. So I, I think that's a, a little change, but not a bad thing. It's been beautiful being closer to the mountains and getting a lot more biking in. So I like being down here. Good. Uh, Christy, what differences do you see? I see immense differences from where I was teaching in Washington State. Our school district was one of the largest in the state. Um, I believe we had 24 elementaries. My classes were 30 and above, and there wouldn't be just one of those grades. There would be multiple grades with that number of students in it. So I think the difference in Westcliff is that it's much slower paced. 
The kids are the same wherever you teach. I think it doesn't matter if you're in Washington State or Colorado. Um, I think they all have the similar interests, but I definitely know that every single kid up here has some type of livestock animal or a pet. They have chores that they do before and after school. I don't want to say that that's the difference in Washington State, but I think the kids here, many of them do have a purpose and they have chores that they are responsible for. So I think their level of commitment is a little bit different. When you ask them to do something, they're like, yeah, let's do it. For instance, we went out and weeded the flower bed. And that was probably the highlight of their week when we went out and weeded the flower bed. And <laughs> no one complained and they wanted to do more. So I definitely think my first year teaching here in Colorado has been much slower paced. I know that I'm a happier teacher when I come home because the behavior problems that I have here Yes, they're, they're here. I mean, every child has their issues when they do come to school and the things that they're struggling with, but they're, it's just extremely different than what I was doing in Washington State. And after this now being my 31st year, I feel, I feel rejuvenated and want to go to work. Good. Thanks for sharing that. What advice would you give to a teacher considering a job at Custer County School? I definitely wouldn't stray someone from teaching in Custer County School District, but I do know that if you are just starting out in your career, it might be a difficult place to get a job, simply because we don't have many openings. Um, we do have some, but you have to be qualified in that position. I also do know that housing up here is very difficult to find for teachers that are new to this area. Mm -hmm. and, um, if you do find housing, it might be pretty expensive. And also, starting out, teachers do envision a certain number of dollar signs they want to see with their beginning teacher contract. And for some, it, Westcliff just doesn't fit that bill for them. Okay, that sounds fair. Brian, anything? A couple positives. Everyone was super friendly. We have great kids. I fit right into the school and the community. It was really easy to, to not feel alienated. I mean, being new, you don't really know anybody if it's a small town and it was pretty nice to to be welcomed just kind of fit right in so I think that's a good thing okay good thanks Christy recently the school has gotten a grant from High Mountain Hay Fever Children's Health Fund for playground equipment what's the status well the status is that we have all the equipment and it is out and about on the playground. And I'll give you a few student quotes. We had some high school, middle schoolers walk by the playground and they said, oh my gosh, it is like chaos out here. So much activity. Is it always like this? And everyone said, no, that's thanks to this playground grant we received because we were able to get a ton of equipment and jump ropes and frisbees and hula hoops. And before I would say the kids would they would do a lot of sitting or just kind of wandering around, not necessarily playing. And that equipment is being used. Kids are playing together. They are experimenting with different types of games that they can play, kind of cooperation. So all the playground equipment is here. I think that's probably it. <laughs> okay. Brian, let me ask something on your side. Substance abuse and the grant that you've gotten, how does that play out for the students? So we know we're a small community and we don't have the opportunities that big cities have. So we want to provide some events, activities for our kids uh, over the summer. And that's kind of what the substance abuse grant helps with. It helps uh, 
pay for some of those field trips. We went to the Great Sand Dunes a couple weeks ago. We do some more cost-effective activities, too. We do a soccer night. But the substance abuse grant kind of helps pay for our students to do extra stuff that they might, some might not even ever get to go to the sand dunes or go to Pueblo Mm -hmm. and do some putt-putt. So the substance abuse grant just kind of helps with that. We're doing bowling tomorrow. Um, We have kind of all over income levels, but especially for our low-income students, we can really help get them involved, get them doing stuff that they might not have the opportunity to do. Um, And what age does this cover? We really go fifth grade through 12th grade, spread it all over the school that, hey, there's cool free activities, stay involved. They're healthy activities. They're keeping you from getting bored and making bad decisions. So Mm -hmm. it's just trying to keep them active and social. Is the Bobcat Cafe part of this? It is. Tell me more about that. I don't know much about it. That came from our cooking competitions that we did over the school year. We did cooking competitions once a month where the kids would prepare a meal and kind of like, I don't know if it's Top Top Chef or um, one of those (laughs) cooking shows where they would present them to the judges Mm -hmm. and the judges would give their positives and negatives on their meal or on their plate and they would present it. They would grade that, how it looked. So came from that. The cooks are awesome cooks at the school wanted to do something more through the summer. And our grant is kind of helping fund that where they're cooking the meals, preparing the meals uh, for lunch once a week on Thursdays and providing it to the community for free, donations accepted. I know that Chef Jerry and Chef Jane are really passionate about getting home ec back into the mm-hmm. into the schools and really teaching kids those fundamental skills that are valuable, like how to boil an egg and how to cook from a recipe. And not only is it cooking, but also math and literacy come into that too, because the kids have to do a little presentation and be very professional about it. And they really do take it on as if it really is top chef. So I think Chef Jerry really wanted to bring this food to the community because she does cook a mean meal. What kind of meals might we expect on a Thursday (laughs) over at the school? I've heard about a Mexican casserole. She showed me like some type of a beef stroganoffy type meal, but she's constantly looking for recipes that are going to be hits with the public and various ages, but also be fun for the kids to prepare that will really teach them about cooking in the kitchen. Okay. So, Brian, how long does the Bobcat Cafe go on? So the Bobcat Cafe is all through June, um, Thursdays, and um, again, it's free for the community, donations accepted. Okay. I know my son, when he was in college, worked back of the house in a fancy Italian restaurant, Mm. and he's never been afraid of the kitchen since. Mm. That's a great opportunity. Uh, Christy, let me ask you about ukuleles, near and dear to my heart, a subject I, I know pretty well. This might not be your bailiwick, but I understand Elizabeth Goddard is doing ukuleles with intermediate students. She is. She also obtained some money from the High Mountain Hay Fever Children's Health Fund and was able to get some pretty durable ukuleles to work with our intermediate kids on. And she was able to start that as well as introduce a few songs into our summer program that we had. And the kids played Baby Shark on the ukulele, and that was quite a popular hit. But what she is also doing is getting involved with the High Mountain Hay Fever 
Hayseeds program. She's really trying to make a connection between the ukuleles that she is working with with the kids to get them involved in coming to some of those clinics where they can learn how to play instruments and uh, maybe if they want to and don't feel too nervous, perform for the High Mountain Hay Fever Bluegrass Festival. Heidi Claire Lambert is riding herd on that, and it's always always a fun time. Under full disclosure, I am on the board of High Mountain Hay Fever myself. Christy, as we run short of time, what else is going on in the school? Maybe a, spe- a specific question. Are kids in summer school this summer? Yeah, specifically right now, I think we have about 40 kids and about eight dedicated teachers that are there um, instructing the kids on summer school to get them either caught up with credits or just caught up for the next grade that they're going to be going into. And I've stopped by there a few times and the kids look like they're having fun. They've been out on the playground playing with that new playground equipment. So it's not all work. There's a lot of fun that goes into summer school as well. Good. And if there's somebody out there in Radio Land who's who thinks they might want to volunteer. Are you looking for those sorts? Yeah, we sure are looking for people who might want to come in and volunteer their time with the Bobcats and the Custer County School District. I think that we've kind of gotten away with that with some of the restrictions that we've had with coming into a school, but we're open. If you have a talent or a real dedication that you would like to come in and share with our staff or even our students, we're looking for you. Great. And Brian, what are a few programs on the horizon? We are doing tennis over the summer, mini golf, laser tag, batting cages. We're going bowling. So, yeah, the biggest way to get involved in these Bobcat activities are to uh, contact the school. We have a great calendar um, that kind of keeps up with that. That is the best way to do it. Okay. Folks, thanks for stopping by. Thank Thank you, you, Gary. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. We've been visiting with Christy Barnes, fifth grade teacher at at Custer County School District, and Brian Bills, PE and health teacher. He is also the substance abuse grant coordinator. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m., and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 